You're listening to the Enneagram and Marriage Podcast. I'm your host, Krista Harden, and I'm so glad you showed up for our relationship chat today, as well as for you and your people. We're all about living intentionally here so you can experience joy and balance in your relationships once again or for the very first time. Be sure you hang with us on our social media platforms. And if you like research like I do, make sure you check out our website at enneagramandmarriage.com for our weekly newsletter, freebies, and so much more, as well as at Instagram and Facebook. We have so many goodies to share with you. Let's dive right in together. Hey guys, I'm so excited for such an important topic with you today, building marital allure, not affairs. I'm grateful because we are stepping into busy holidays. If you're listening live late November, 2022, we are ready for it all with you that way. But we're also aware that during the holidays, we can struggle more maritally, get more tired, and the statistics tell us is not the best times for couples, and often there are individuals divorcing after the holidays. So I wanted to take some time to really focus on lots of different ways to communicate. If you're going through our relationship planner, you know that we are going to be talking about communication all through the month of December. I'm so excited. We have fun episodes that we are going to really dive deep into together where we're going to be talking about flow and joy and we're going to be talking to a music therapist. I mean, we are going to have so much creative fun as we learn to communicate. But right now, I want to start us off with some foundations because I think that when we really look at what keeps couples strong together over a number of years research-wise and just from my own qualitative research of two decades of working with couples and being married myself, I realized that keeping marital allure alive. That is such a tongue twister. Keeping marital allure alive versus affairs is a really worthy topic. And I think that there are a lot of people who, you know, you have the Tiz song by Taylor Swift and other songs that really allude to coming home at the holidays and seeing your old favorite person and picking up where you left off, even if it was many years ago and finding people now we know is such a commonality online and just across texting. And so I really just want to help you guys to build the allure inside of your marriage and really help you to a fair proof. So today's episode is going to be twofold. First, we are going to dig into why couples have affairs so you can be mindful, but don't worry, I'm not going to leave you hanging. I'm going to give you tips about what to do when you get to that space where you're like, okay, I am a little bit bored. I have to be honest. I am a little bit complacent. I am feeling dead doldrums. Who knows that you know the metaphors better than me for your marriage and what it looks like when it tanks a little bit and needs to be primped and spruced and As you know, I want to make sure you are soldiered up, that you are ready for it all, especially when we have new marriage studies that are really negating some of the findings I've seen in my work and also read about many years from ancient texts to new that a lot of polyamorous relationships, they just don't work. And I really want to promote healthy but interesting monogamy. And I believe you can have that. And I know that it's not easy to be intentional all the time. So we will talk about that in the little while of how to build you back up. But first, let me help you to understand some of the dynamics of where a marriage goes wrong. And don't get overly worried when you're listening, because I want you to just be listening with curiosity and compassion and know that everybody struggles at some point with something. It doesn't have to be the same thing. It's not always a temptation of another person, but just 
struggling with something is part of being human. We struggle. So take some deep breaths in this episode. Do not forget to breathe if you are triggered. And then we will continue the conversation so that you can be quote unquote shored up. Yes, I said it again. If you've been listening, that is literally my word for the month. So really exciting to get this chance to be alluring to your spouse. And I hope you'll take at least one thing from this episode home with you, home for the holidays so you can have a healthier time or if you're listening a different time of year that you just have it always. So what I want to let you know first though is what goes wrong and how do affairs happen. And you've probably heard some of our other episodes. If you haven't, I really encourage you to do that. We have Dr. Alexandra Solomon, professor from Northwestern and very well-known podcast host on the podcast talking about it. We have also gone through the book Torn Asunder by Dave Carter. We have gone through Gottman. If you just look back in the files of the old tropes of this podcast, you're going to see lots of communication and intimacy and podcasts about affairs. And I'm sure if you're struggling with one, you need more resources, not less. So let's keep talking now. But what went wrong? Usually that's the question people ask to make somebody want to betray a tribe member to say, oh my gosh, like in this dangerous world, we've actually chosen a different person and a different whole tribe. Like what happens to do that? Well, Dr. Gottman, Dr. Carol Rustbalt, and Dr. Shirley Glass really did look at this very closely together, and you've definitely heard of Gottman, if not the others, and it usually starts with the bids for attention, and you've heard me talk about those on the podcast before. It doesn't matter what Enneagram type you are. Everybody wants attention and wants their love style honored. Hopefully, you've taken the love languages test or the truity test, and you can really attest, okay, that was dorky, but to, mom joke, but to the fact that it's important to keep yourselves really well-oiled. We've thought about this so many times together, but I just, if you're a newer listener or if you just need that reminder, think about it right now. Just pause. What is my partner's love language? What is mine? Because know that they shift. And when you're looking for attention, sometimes you might even be giving it in an opposite way of what your partner's really needing from you. Like I'm parched and I need something from my partner and they keep giving me a gift I didn't ask for. And it's it's really hard to receive it after 50 times of saying it. So make sure that when your spouse is weak in an area, you try to shore them up. And that area. Because if they can't be available to you in that time of need, it opens them up for uh, other unfavorable things to happen, which we'll talk about. Um, But what you can have right there happen is next turning away because they're like, I keep turning towards you and you're not there. I keep looking at you for attention and I'm just going to start turning away because it's easier to not try than to keep trying. And I think of that Taylor Swift song where she's like, you're on your own kid. Like, hey, look, nobody's going to come help you. Just put it away, whatever the plans were. And the silence is too much to bear or, you know, the lies or whatever is coming your way. Somebody's working too much. Understand that when you fail to respond to your partner's bids for attention, the belief comes out that you're not there for me. And then trust starts to go away. So there's a new rejection experience, there's less dopamine hits, and now they're feeling vulnerable and insignificant or even unwanted. As you know, sometimes trauma is enacted. And 
now we have a new stage of negativity and avoidance. So it's like, oh, now that when I think about you or I'm with you, it's not just avoiding or being ignored, it's actually negativity. So it's an unhealthy feedback loop that starts and now there's stress added on top of it. And so I'm going to avoid you even further and suppress feelings and needs even more and now I'm having really uncomfortable feelings. So next what happens and don't worry I'm almost done because I know you're like oh my gosh I thought this was going to be a refreshing episode it will I promise stay with me breathe Um, but next we have investing less and comparing more and what we really have here is we're looking at that grass is greener on the other side and you've heard Dr. Jerome and others say you know honestly it's not all about just being in one space like you can have a four space where you're in envy even if you're a one maybe you have an arrow there or you're three with a four wing or maybe you just are a person who's high in four seven and nine and you struggle with this sometimes so be aware that you can have that four space pop up of envy or it can be experienced as any enneagram type space where you're looking at the grass is greener on the other side so don't let yourself be excluded from some of these just because of your enneagram type in other words and now of course when we have this investing less and comparing more, we're going to see, you know, gosh, I think that because I didn't get the partner or spouse I wanted, then and so and so did, that I'm going to just stop investing in my partner. And and this could actually be where you start investing in others. And a lot of research tells us, and it is alarming, and it's not all research research, but in the Journal of Experimental Sociology, there's actually a research article that states that married men are more attractive by almost 40% than unmarried men to women because there's a lot that's already, we could talk all day about just that. But the truth is, it's it's sometimes seeing the grass greener is a very common thing. And so you might not appreciate or realize what you have because you're too busy looking aside or somebody's doing that to you and you're the person who hasn't been watering your own garden, so to speak. And so we have this little investments made or no investments. And now we have somebody else making one or this person saying, gosh, my needs are not being met. I feel negative and now I'm going to look elsewhere. And then lastly, we have people trashing one another, um, just really minimizing the good and maximizing the negative. You've also heard me talk a lot about how we can think better of ourselves with a lot of attributes, the fundamental attribution errors. There's lots of them that we can make. And we start to really say, you know, honestly, I don't want to talk to you anymore. I don't want to open up to you. And I will start trash talking you um, in front of others directly to your face and having resentments towards you and now idealizing alternate relationships. And that can come with a lot of secrets and boundary crossing. And let me remind you, secrets start with omission doesn't have to be that you're doing something actively to overtly act out, but maybe somebody texts you and you don't say anything. Maybe somebody sends you a message and you delete it. This is something I see all the time in the work I do, and it starts with these little inconsistencies, lies, and violations, and 
now we have new relationships, sometimes even, and please understand me when I say this, many, many times, mega churches included, nobody is immune. You probably see it on the news sometimes, but you know, just because you're within a system of integrity doesn't mean that people have traumas and feel frustrated and stressed. So please make sure you're really aware that these patterns can happen anywhere and that as hiding increases with your partner, there's an active turning towards other at others at vulnerable moments. And now we have actual betrayals. So with that said, sometimes we have at that point, a ripe garden for an affair of some kind. And and like I said, please go back to other episodes if you're still struggling with how does that look and what can I do. Uh, I'll briefly tell you that you want to atone. You want to make sure you own it. If you want this marriage, own it. Stop it. And then attune to each other. And that is the second step. And I'm of course going very quickly because we have other episodes that cover this. But lastly, you're going to be really trying to attach again to one another. So you're atoning and saying, I'm sorry. And you're saying it as many times as needed and processing through it. And then you're making sure that you guys attune to each other to figure out what we can do to make sure we're healthy together. And that of course would include counseling or coaching. And then lastly, like I said, really attaching strongly. So now I'm going to give you some steps to, and ask you to take a deep breath, by the way, but to really help you to feel like, hey, we're not hopefully actively in an affair right now. And if we are, we're going to keep listening to these other episodes. But really, at this point, either way, we want to allure each other. We don't want to be that couple who just grows complacent. We want to be strong together. We want to hold to healthy romantic relationship experiences. We understand we can't have that all the time with perfect romance. We definitely want to make sure that we're healthy together and that we're keeping temptation at bay and having fun. Because just because you have monogamy does not mean you can't have magnetism. So now I'm going to give you six tips for bringing magnetism and allure back to your marriage. So the first one we've talked a little bit about, and that is being intentional. It's hard. I've been seeing posts lately for people to say, you know, I'm tired of being intentional. And I just want to say when you're tired of being intentional, rest lament take time and space to get what you need so that you can get back up on your feet again and we say this in work all the time as well and in family life and in parenting it's the same in marriage that yeah it does get tiring and hard so rest and make sure that when you're resting you're doing healthy self-soothing don't invite in more troubles because you're bored or you're overwhelmed or you don't want to talk about finances or you don't want to talk about in-laws, make sure you're taking lots of deep breaths and being intentional and taking rests, but do not give up on the hard work. There is no other way. We have to be strong and intentional in our lives. And if we're not, our lives fall apart. Balance is key. Okay, so number two, make sure that you're strong even when you want to give in to temptation because that will come, like I said, whether it be an addiction with another person or another incident, try to remember the shame cycle that perhaps it's that you need some time to lament to God. Perhaps you need to head back to your place of worship and really 
take some time to sober up and to get to that space of being able to be clear about what it is you're hurting with. Because running into the arms of another person is only going to complicate things and further take you away from the work you need to do. So being strong when you want to give into temptation looks like having accountability, talking to friends. Please be a friend that somebody can talk to also. Sometimes when we go to people to say, I'm struggling, I'm tempted, I'm reaching out when I know I shouldn't be, we're met with people who say, shame on you. And there is this part of that that is important to be able to say, I know better. Like Wes and I were watching The Family Man the other day, and it's one of his favorite movies and mine too. We're actually watching it with all the kids. And there are moments in the movie where it's funny that Nicolas Cage is the one because my kids always laugh about him in movies. They're like, he's so odd, but they love his movies. And we have a Nicolas Cage pillow that they always do designs on with sequins in our living room. Anyway, he is the star of this, as you may know, and Taylor Leone, and they're very gifted with acting out the part of this middle marriage moment where he's exhausted, tired, there's somebody dancing around an affair with him. And his friend says, there isn't a guy who wouldn't give his left nut to be with your wife. I don't know if I'm botching that off up, but the point I'm making is it's a really important space to be able to realize a, you're, probably have a spouse that's more desirable than you realize and B, you might even have somebody who's looking at your spouse without you realizing it and C, really be aware that the person you're thinking about cheating with isn't really doing anyone a favor if they're having that experience with you if it's not like obviously alcohol has no feelings if it's alcohol but if it's another person like they're not in a healthy space because if they were they would say oh you know what like I can trust God if I need to get separated or divorced. I don't have to cheat and and create such a dissonance between another person and create a trauma for another person in order to get what I want. So that's an important piece. And some of you may have had affairs and you know exactly what I'm talking about. You're like, yeah, like that wasn't me in a healthy space. Even if you've healed and come to terms, obviously there's grace, but it's just not a healthy space to invite in anybody who would do that with you because they're not in a healthy space. And we have too much media attention on polyamorous relationships and non-monogamy, but I've never seen it work with any clients, even the clients who come in with open minds. There's just always somebody who's hurt. And I see this back in biblical times too, where Solomon's never satisfied with all of the many. And so I think that it can have its own alert. Of course, we know forbidden fruit appears to be sweeter, but once you try it, it's also a dead end. So better yet, being strong when you want to give into temptation looks like dealing with the emotions that are underneath and coming clean with God about those. And also if you need something passionate, then you can come into projects together. And we'll talk a little bit about that soon. But keeping it interesting is tip three. And that is so important because that is really about these projects I'm mentioning. This is really where we start to see the rubber meeting the road in this beautiful flow of life because we're getting to that space now of, okay, I do have the creative force within me. I don't want to deny that Eros part of me that perhaps feels deadened in this season of my life for whatever reason. And I really want to make sure that I'm with my 
spouse. It doesn't have to be on every aspect of this project, but I want to talk about our projects. I want to have things we're making and doing together, even if it's that we're making and charting a beautiful new path, or we bought a new telescope so we could look outside, or we birdwatch, but we're enjoying something. We're in our flow state together, and we are just aware of the beauty of life because not only do we lament, but we also know how to pick up, have gratitude, and plan, not just in individually, but together. And some people are like, I don't have the money for that. But sometimes it really takes the creativity and the courage to say, we'll live on less of a budget. And we'll be open about this with our family in order to do that. I know we certainly have had our Dave Ramsey moments and still have them because we're still a family with budget. And so I think every family needs a budget and needs to talk out how can we still make sure we have projects, fun, adventures, even if we're sending kids to college, whatever we're doing, because this is never going to stop, right? We know this, right? There's always going to be somebody who's like, oh my gosh, if it's not kids to college, it's I want to support this orphanage. So hopefully you're always doing good things with your money and balancing, but don't forget your projects and don't forget to invest in you guys. Okay. So as we're keeping it interesting and building allure, I will add one more tip that is a bit of a preventative, but it will help your own marriage to be more exciting too. And that is keeping good boundaries with other couples. So you know that we have this evidence that suggests that being with other couples generally is more helpful to a marriage. But if it increases too much and it's going to diverge with every couple and every pairing, then we can have a dissatisfaction because we also need our time just for the two of us. So find out which couples you blend with, find out which people really aren't doing your marriage any favors, and make sure you're really aware of conversations with your partner and others that they could be attracted to. Because that's an important piece of keeping your monogamy is knowing that you can trust your partner because you know the boundaries. And if we don't know our marriage boundaries, then we can't keep the trust. It's this whole feedback loop of we really just need to stay connected and How do we stay connected on a deep level with trust in this area is how are we going to communicate with those we're attracted to and let's keep that together and let's not have an omission come in where I don't tell you about something that's relevant or I'm developing an attraction for somebody because if your spouse is able to take a deep breath and I hope you are if your spouse comes to you and says hey I'm getting an attraction or whatever if you can take a deep breath some deep breaths probably not just one you can come at this together with wisdom you might even need some body work right there but you guys want to exercise control in your mind your body and your heart so that you can really find your passion together rising back up as a team and this could give you even more momentum together to protect your marriage to be able to tell a narrative of, wow, like we're still attractive enough to be attracting other people. That's really cool, but we know exactly how to stay strong. And that comes with whatever our family decision is. And you guys as a couple, I mean, there are so many different family decisions about how that's done and it's generational too. Some people it's going to be, we don't have this or that app. We don't text this or that person. We text in groups. We go out in groups. We do this or that at lunch with the other person we could be attracted to. We don't do this lunch thing. And it also depends on personality type a little bit. But because we're so nuanced and we all have certain areas that we're high and low on, it's not really worth it for me to go one through nine because I have seen every single type have affairs and they all have them for different reasons. And you can look at old episodes for that too. But it's a really important thing you know, every single type can cheat and I have had it actually multiple with every single type in my office or my Zoom 
just sharing about the why. And like I said, the sky's the limit, but make sure you're aware of your partner's issues so that you can say, gosh, this is something I noticed that twos struggle with or sixes. And what do you think about this? And how can we make sure we don't have that? So that, although will bring some emotions that are not always easy for us, two sevens and nines who want to be positive, it really brings out a lot of care and depth. And honestly, like I said, a vibe together when you're protecting your marriage. Now, the next two things are really hopefully going to be a little more fun. But in addition to rest time, make sure that you find your fun together. And you know I love to recommend six to 10 hours a week. If you haven't heard that from me in a while, just remember it because it's an important figure. And I minimized as much as I could from others who had come before me to mention different timeframes for marriage fun. But really, if you can get six hours in, you're doing pretty well. Less than that, I think it's really hard to develop a lot of turning towards if you don't even have the opportunity for that. So we have come back to some breakfast together, believe it or not, even though Wes gets up really early. Ever since daylight savings times, I've been able to get up earlier and it really helps him to start his day on the right foot with his type one brain. And that's been great. And then we still have our Monday night date nights most of the weeks. There's a couple meetings that occasionally get in the way, but we have nothing major scheduled there all the time. It's usually just us. And then we also have a date night over the weekend in addition to these small spaces. So we're hitting the six to 10 hours a week, but it's coming with intention. It wouldn't just happen by the fly, you know, like it really wouldn't. And so I want you to know that like if you're tired of being intentional, then it's time for a rest. It may be time for a lament. It may be time for therapy. It may be time for some accountability with a friend because I want to make sure that you know in order to build that allure and that magnetism, you have to fight for it. And if you have no fight in you, you have to rest and then fight for it. But I lastly want to give you one final tip and that is going to be make sure you are keeping the sexual instinct alive because you heard me talk about the social instinct with making sure you have friends, but that you're not overly dependent on those friends and keeping good boundaries with those friendships and being an example of other to others in your community and doing that even when it's uncomfortable. You also heard me talk about the self-pres where I'm saying, get your rest, 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 and make sure you lament so that your emotions are centered. But I really want to add in this third instinct here of make sure you understand that really a fair proofing and allure are two heads of the same coin. We want the excitement, the enthusiasm, and that prowess of the sexual instinct. So I want you guys to deep dive into what does that look like? What kind of creativity can you bring there? Is it going to be about the five senses? Probably in some way it might be. You could do breath work together. You could buy lingerie together. You could just Just try to be as attractive as possible together versus looking for others. But let me bring you right back to the beginning of the episode. You need to turn towards one another when there are bids for attention. These are the number one statistics for preventing divorce and affairs, and it starts there. So let's create a positive feedback loop right from the beginning where we put phones down, we look at each other, where we talk about what makes us anxious so that if we need our phone, we can understand here's what I might be doing unless we can go for a walk or I can get a bath or whatever it's going to take for you to self-soothe so that you can be present. That's what I want you to focus in on. Yes, through the holidays. I don't want your date nights to stop. In fact, if they're not happening, I want you to 
put one on the calendar right now. And I want you to make sure you're turning towards and adding the sexual instinct back in together as you set boundaries. This is going to bring the magnetism, the allure back in when your spouse sees you fighting for your marriage and for this sacred intimate space in your life that nobody else can have. And of course, if you have confidence to boot because your sexual instinct is high, that is so entirely attractive and healthy. So I wish you the very best on your journey towards allure and magnetism together. And I really hope you'll check out other episodes if you need help with a fear proofing. If you need fun together in allure, do not forget our glow gala. We are so excited that we get to have our time together in February in Florida pre-Valentine's Day. Tickets are on sale at enneagramandmarriage.com. If you need anything at Enneagram and Marriage right now, make sure you use the code HOLIDAYGLOW. And you can use that. It's good on any of our products. And I'm so grateful that we get to start off our Thanksgivings with some gratitude for what we already have. Do not forget to take a tip with intention from today's episode. And I will be talking to you soon. Bye-bye. Thank you again for listening with us. It was so wonderful to have you. I love knowing we're doing this journey together, not perfectly, but with love, grace, and hopefully some fun too. If you love today's episode, make sure you leave us a five-star review at Apple Podcast or Spotify so others can find it too. Visit our show notes so you can get all the links from today's show, as well as enneagramandmarriage.com, the Instagram, the Facebook, and all over the place. Make sure you spread the word. Love living intentionally with you. Bye-bye.